many believe there is more? If you don't believe there's more, then you got a boring God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the There's More podcast. I'm your co-host, Stephen Nix, and, and we're doing this a little bit different this time. We got uh, Brent Cooper is with us as well, but we're doing this remotely. We are, uh, what, what's, what's, the, what's the key word now people are using? Social distance. Yeah, we're more than six feet apart. I can tell you that. Yes, we're we're about uh, we're like six miles, maybe. nine miles yeah. apart, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're trying out. Hey, this, so we're doing our part. That's exactly right. We're trying out this new thing and basically using this app called Zoom. So we're hoping everything sounds decent. Um, but yeah, so if the audio does sound a little bit different, there uh, there is a reason why, and we'll be back to to normal hopefully uh, before too long. So that's exactly right. So. But yeah, so um, obviously things are different right now. Um, things are very different. Uh, if you've been paying attention to anything at all, <laughs> then you know that it's absolutely crazy right now. You know, there is um, there's madness going around. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of anxiety. Um, there's sickness going around that's causing all the, all this, and... I told Jekka the other day, I said, uh, Brent, I think I've told you this too, that it's insane that something that can only be seen under a microscope has basically caused this world to come to a screeching halt. I mean, it's just I don't, inc- you know, incredible. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, ever remembered a time in my life to where there's no sports, there's the restaurants are shut down that you can't, you can't go in. I mean, literally everything has changed and something our kids will grow up. We're remembering And For me, this is a first I'm 37. This is the first for me. And it's, it's a little weird when you're driving around in the city and there's not much going on. There'll be a few people out, but just as a, as a whole in general, it's a little like the walking dead almost this, like the, the, the series, by the way, let me clarify the series. Yeah. This is probably as close as we're going to get to the walking dead, by the way. I mean, this sure. this is probably as close as we're going to get because if anything good comes from this, it'll be the fact that we know what our weakness is as a as the world. I mean, period. As the United States, yes, for sure. But like, as the entire world, like we know what our weakness is because we have been exposed. Sure. And it's it's absolutely crazy to see. But so, go ahead. This I know you and I didn't you and I didn't discuss anything tonight about what we were going to talk about. I mean, obviously we know what the hot topic is, but one question I would have, or I'm sure everyone is wondering is how are you, how's everyone adjusting to this? And I'm talking about from a married couple, single to even kids, because this is a shock for adults, but uh, my kids, and, and let me just encourage all the listeners out there. If your kids are acting crazy or maybe even not, uh, not minding as well, like for us, we went from baseball four nights a week, sometimes five nights a week, um, baseball games to practice, to homework, to even CrossFit kids and school all day to nothing. Yeah. And mentally, like the, the kids have a really, really tough time adjusting to that. So I can just imagine as a five-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old, how, how tough it is on them because it's tough on me uh, and, and my wife. It's been a huge adjustment. So how, how have you and Jekka adjusted to this? Well, um, I've I've tried we've tried to be a little bit careful what we say in front of in front of Lindley as far as some of the some of the news that we hear you know we kind of relay it back and forth to each other 
because I thought at first that Lindley was going to be kind of scared by this, you know, but, um, no, she's like, she's like, daddy, I love the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, a lot of like, Hey, it's like, we get a year long vacation. So. Yeah, that's, that's right. No, but I mean, it's, it's been, you know, we, we've been staying inside. I think the last time we went out was Friday night, last Friday night, went to Brent. We saw you in April at the birthday party and that was the last time that we've actually been out. I went to the office yesterday for about an hour to get a contract signed, and then that was basically it. So yeah. um, we, we, yeah, we've been keeping our distance. Sure. My job's a little bit different. Um, as listeners know, I, I do work in the, the healthcare industry on the, on the fire and paramedic side. So things have changed a lot in our industry. We're getting, I mean, almost updates at least four or five times a day from um, CDC and from the, the medical standpoint of how we handle things and um, how we decon, how we prepare, how we, I guess, uh, post after we've seen a patient, how we do everything we can to protect ourselves. So kind of on the front lines, we've had numerous cases in Jefferson County and just the, the city that I work in happened to be kind of like ground zero. Some of the first ones came from the city that I work in, which is, I mean, who would we always joke, who would have ever thought that? So it's, it's definitely very interesting I have pulled away from social media. I have pulled away from the news because every third day I'm kind of thrown into it. So like tomorrow morning I'll be back at work and I'll have to dive back into what kind of what's going on, but I've purposely pulled myself back from it. And some of what I want us to get into is like, not only how we were responding to this, but what is our response now as believers, you know, because it, it is serious that we do need to follow the things that the CDC says and things that the president has put out. And the things that local, state, and cities has put out too. But I, I am reminded above uh, a Bible verse that says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, make your uh, request be known to God." And one of the things I told April is, is I, I am trying to choose joy during this time because everybody's like, "How would you choose joy?" Well, when everything else seems to be going chaotic and and craziness. I am, I am trying to find joy and peace during this time, but I'm also learning a lot about myself. And some of it is even with my patients and some things that I still have to work on. So a lot of families are finding out that you're spending a lot more time with your family, a lot more time with your kids um, in different situations. You will find out and have different conversations with your spouse, with your kids, uh, some good and some maybe not so good. I mean, I had, I had some very, uh, frustrating moments yesterday. I had dealt with some anger. I dealt with lashing out at uh, one of my kids that I had to wake up this morning and apologize for. So yes, I am trying to choose joy, but I'm also finding out a lot about myself. Um, but you know, like I said, Philippians four, six was, you know, do not, do not be anxious, but in every situation prayer. Yeah. I've, I've noticed myself too. You said you've taken, you know, you'll take breaks from social media just because I mean, it's not, I mean, that's where we get our news from nowadays, basically is social media. So, um, I've had to do the same thing just because I would probably say last week I got so, I got so caught up in this mess, you know, and I, I say mess. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's more than that. It's just absolutely crazy. It is. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I had, I had to stop, start taking breaks from it because I caught myself becoming very, um, just filled with anxiety, man. I'm talking about just like yeah. craziness because, and it's not necessarily because of all the, you know, the grocery stores being packed and you can't find toilet paper and you can't find milk and bread and eggs and all that kind of stuff. Because honestly, about a month ago, a little bit, yeah, I would say the first of February, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. And so I, 
went to Walmart and bought probably about three weeks worth of food for us and I put it in a stash and I'm like, Jekka, this is our coronavirus stash. No one touches it until we until we're quarantined. Um That's so funny. Yeah, but but anyway, I mean it's it's been I've had to take those breaks too because there's so much information out there and there's so much so much of that can be false, you know, and so much of it is absolutely crazy. But the positive things I've seen is that a lot of people's gonna get this. Um, we just need to just be okay with that fact that a lot of people is going to get it. And if you get it more than likely, you're going to be okay. There's a, there's a lady, uh lady in Gardendale, you know, she was, she tested positive for it on Saturday or Sunday and the news and actually interviewed her. I saw this and she was like, I'm fine. Like I had zero symptoms. I feel fine. She had, sure. she had traveled to Europe. Some people it's going to affect big time, you know, but we can't be living in fear as believers, just like you said. Be anxious about nothing. Do not worry about anything. But instead, like those times where you're feeling anxious and worried and scared, and you're very fearful of of either you know your finances or sickness or whatever it is. Like those are the moments where you have to turn to God in prayer and just you know just give it to God, man. I mean, there was a time. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah, it was Sunday night where I was just like, I'm going to devote an hour. You know, we would normally have Bible study on Sunday nights. I said, I'm going to devote this hour to prayer. And so I came down here in this room where I'm in right now. Right. I just turned on some worship music and and read, and read some scripture and just prayed. And I can't tell you what how much better I felt when I did that. And I didn't do that to make myself feel better. But I did that because it was a, you know, I— we as Christians, that's what we should be doing is praying in situations like this because I wholeheartedly believe, and we've talked about this before, but the Bible specifically states in many different situations where because people prayed, God intervened and he moved. And so that's kind of been my hope throughout all this. Yeah. Is if we cry out to God, and we know what Second Chronicles says, you know, so if we cry out to God, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, he will heal our land. And so that's obviously a cry right there. But what I'm saying is that beyond just that scripture, like we need to be crying to crying out to God and just asking God to intervene and for God just to show up. I mean, how awesome would it be with all these scientists saying, hey, this thing is this thing's going to last for three or four more months. Um, we don't have a vaccine for it yet. All this things like we're going to have to hunker down for a long time. Okay. And some of these scientists are saying it could last even longer. How awesome would it be if God said, hold up, watch me. And then right. maybe a month from, from now, this thing could be gone. I mean, just wiped out. completely. Sure. So that's been my prayer. And I think, I th- yeah, I think in the meantime, the, the church has a responsibility. And I think, one thing as believers, there's been a change is the fact that we don't get a chance to go to a building and congregate with, with people. We're used to whether you go to a, a midweek or a Sunday, Sunday evening, whatever your church decides to do. That's what you're used to. And a lot of times you're used to an experience and your experience could be, you know, live worship, uh, passionate preaching or small groups, so many different things. And now you find yourself with your family or just by yourself. And I do think it is a challenge for believers and even for myself. Like uh, I sent you and Jekka and April some things um, yesterday morning out of Galatians. God, God just said, start reading Galatians. And one of the things that reminded me of is that 
when Paul was changed, it said that he didn't seek the approval of man, which means like he wasn't waiting on some somebody else to tell him about his faith and what he had known. So we don't have to wait on a preacher to give us something. We don't have to wait on a Sunday school teacher or a leader. We have the word of God. We have, we have enough. Um, and, and like, like Andrew uh, said in the last podcast, we can just tell people what we know. Yeah. And what we know is, is this, and this has been a great teaching thing for, uh, even with, is with my kids when we talk about the coronavirus, cause my oldest Levi is very intrigued about it. it he'll ask about it. And I'll say, we are seeing the results of sin. And there are so many things other than the Corona. There's this sickness and disease and bad things happen because of fall of man. It was separation from God and Jesus was the bridge. So we don't need to discount that during these times of trials and times of tribulation, which the Bible talks about, even John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things that you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. Jesus says, I've overcome the world. So this world is full of sin and this is a byproduct of it. And we're just seeing it play out in measures that, is affecting the economy. It's affecting households. It's affecting uh, professional athletes. Uh, you know, one of one of our friends is is plays professional athlete, uh, professional golf, and he said that they may not be playing for four months. Well, that's a big deal for people that uh, are depending on it. And think about all the people that are working, you know, in jobs that require um, tips because their hourly wage is so low. Like, there's a lot of people in sale. Like, it's it's a struggle. But Jesus says, take heart. Like, hey, my my hope is not in these things. It has to be on Jesus. And that's, this is where faith comes into action. And that's where it gets tough. It's where the rubber meets the road. But we do have a response as the church. Like you said, if we would humble ourselves and pray. And that we're learning a lot about ourselves during these times. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we don't need to miss the fact that like during these times is where the church should shine. You know, it's, it's during these times where these rough times, these really, really rough times where we can, we have so many opportunities, so many opportunities. And, you know, whether it's just sharing, you know, sharing a Bible verse a day to just bring encouragement or going to buy groceries for uh, an elderly person that shouldn't be out buying groceries because they have the, you know, chance to get sick, whatever it is, there's so many different opportunities. Like this is the time where the church should shine and to shine sure. the light of Jesus. And that's, that's really that, you know, that, that's really what I, what, what, what this whole podcast thing was about. Cause we wanted to obviously shine the light of Jesus every, every episode that we have. Um, but, and, and that's what we should be doing during these tough times too, is not being fearful and anxious. Cause here's the deal guys, we're not going to run out of groceries. Like that's not going to happen. Like there's no there's no way that can like physically happen right now. Like we're not going to run out of groceries for the next year. Okay, this could go on for like two years and we would be fine. Um, you know the the economy is probably going to take a hit. It's taking a hit now, and that's mm-hmm. that's going to be okay. Don't look at your four hundred one k for like six months. Okay, just don't look at it. Uh, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. From a from a spiritual side, yes. I mean we needed to be everything we can now because this is when the world is looking at us. Right. Because there there's there's people right now that are lost as could be that are turning to Christians wanting to find answers. Right. Or they're turning to, or they're turning to God just questioning God, "Hey, what's going on? Like why are you allowing this to happen?" So if you remember a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about uh, in Australia all the fires and that people were very open and receptive to the gospel or no realizing that there was a higher being and 
And people were sharing that Jesus was that answer. And I was talking to Travis Key the other day. You know, just about every podcast we, we mentioned Travis, by the way. He's like a third unofficial member, co-host, by the way. And I said, Travis, do you think people would be open to the gospel during this time? And he said, I, I think so. He said, I think absolutely. I think people are searching and hoping for something, looking for hope in some fashion that obviously it can't, it can't be found in a job. It can't be found in the stock market. It can't be found even in the grocery store. We, we, we watch all humanity uh, go watch YouTube, watch people fighting over toilet paper. I don't know if they're just like bowling in their hallway with toilet paper and stacking them up. But anyway, people are searching for hope and something. And I do think it's a great time that we always have to ask, where is God at in this? We've had some mentors in mine in April's life that always says, where is God at in this situation? He He's here. He's there. And he's uh, wanting the church continuing what the church does. And that's proclaim the name of Jesus is the only one um, that will bring satisfaction, hope. And uh, it's it's the way to God. It's that bridge like we talked about. And people need that right now. People need hope. You know, what this this thing that's crazy to me is that like we're experiencing something that has never has never been experienced since like, I mean, 1918 is when they had the Spanish flu that killed like a lot of people. And so we're experiencing something now that is similar to that, but like not in my generation, not in my parents' generation. Like, I mean, this is, this is unprecedented. I mean, this is just absolutely phenomenal what's taking place. And it's kind of, I think we're going to look back in about a year and we're going to be like, Hey, y'all remember that time people were stocking (laughs) up on toilet paper and, and everything else, you know, just so we could, because we were scared. You know, we're scared of of the unknown. That's what that's what right. most people are scared of. We're just scared of the unknown. We're scared. We don't know what's going to happen, and that's why the stock market's crazy. That's why people are running to the grocery stores. That's why all this is taking place is because the fear of the unknown. And of course, you don't want to get right. sick. So that's why people are stocking up on stuff because they don't want to have to go back out in public in two weeks. You know. So right. L- let me let me ask you this question. And this is something that I was talking to a good friend of mine today with about is it it's, it's interesting to me as 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 humans is how much we crave we crave news, we crave information. And like uh, I know my wife April has like she'll say I, she, she'll she'll look at the CDC, she'll be looking at different things and like she'll say, I want to watch the news tonight because I but as a whole in general, no matter what's going on, and it can be from disaster to good things to to sports or whatever the latest and greatest is like we naturally crave information. We want to know what's going on. We, and I kind of trying to like draw the line of like where that becomes spiritual is like, we are drawn to know something that we want to know what's out there. We got to have some information. We got to have news. And I sat next to a little old lady the other day on a motorized bike. Excuse me, little old lady. (laughs) If someone, I hope someone gets that. Little little lady uh, at at Little Caesars was getting ready for a birthday party, and I said, "Hey, she was she was like she had to be in like eighty five, and she was scrolling through Facebook." I said, "Uh, "You keeping up with the news?" And she goes, "There's nothing but bad news." And I was like, "Hey, well, there's good news. There's good news." I said, "God's still in control," and she goes, "You know what? You got that right." And I said, "Well, if we can just keep focused on that, that God is still in control, and that you know he's he's got a plan through all this." Um, even even during bad times, he's got a plan, and uh, we see it all around us. Uh, there's still a plan, and I was like, there is good news. There may not be good news on your local, you know, channel, but there is still good news. Yeah, I, I think that is the main thing that we need to take from all of this is that, you know, what there's going to be moments in our lives where it is absolutely crazy, 
and we're going to experience these times where there's the fear of the unknown or there's fear of sickness or fear of death or fear of, you know, not having money, finances, whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's crazy things out there, but we just need to keep our focus on Jesus and realize that everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be just fine. We're going to get through this, you know, and, and the thing is, is that the next month it might get, it's probably going to get worse. Like it's, it's just, it's bound to get worse. And by, by that I'm saying like the, the cases, number of cases are going to go up. There's going to be some deaths. Those things are going to happen. It's going to happen in our area. Um, but I think we just have to keep our focus on God and realize, just like you said, Brent, God is in control. It's going to be okay. There's a, I don't know if it's, I guess it's in him, but I was singing the other night and I was down here in this, in this, uh, in this beautiful studio downstairs in the basement. <laughs> and, um, I, I was just picked the guitar up, started playing and singing. And the song that came to my head was, uh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. The things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Right. And so that's what we need to do is keep our eyes on Jesus and all these, all the worries, the fear, the anxieties, all the things of this world, it'll start to grow dim, I promise you. <clears throat> and our hope is in Jesus, and that's where we place our trust. Yeah, and, and choose joy. I mean, every day there's uh, there's something new God's wanting to show you or teach you. And uh, your your ministry just could be with you, your family, your wife and your kids, or whoever's closest to you, your neighbor. You know, love your neighbors yourself. Uh, obviously, six feet away, of course. But I mean, there's there's <laughs> great opportunity. There's great opportunity to to see ministry in a different light, and uh, don't discount it. And uh, I, I will say, just from the the medical side, is yes, it has been a little overwhelming. But I will say very quickly. So many departments, especially um, where we're from in Jefferson County in the state of Alabama, there has been so many measures taken and people coming together, putting together a plan. We've got new protocols. I mean, all the, you know, the PPE or personal protective equipment's been distributed out. Like there is a plan. Fire departments and paramedics are still running calls and still responding to calls. It is different, a lot of different protocols. And I have to throw this out there just because on behalf of us, like, just because you feel like you have it doesn't need mean you have to call 911. Uh, we are obviously going, our job is to first is to educate people and to allow them to go get self-tested. And then most time, if once they're either diagnosed or not diagnosed, they'll just go self-quarantine for 14 days. And uh, they may have nothing more than a sore throat. They may have no symptoms or they could be like the flu. And then if you start having actual true medical problems, medical emergency, you know, respiratory problems, difficulty breathing, 911's there, we'll, we'll come, we'll take you to the hospital and, and treat you and all that stuff too. But just because you get a sniffle is, is not means for 911. I got I to gotta throw that out there on the behalf of us because I'm back on shift tomorrow and I don't need uh, 5,000 people thinking that they have it when they're okay. You know, just take a moment and, and follow, you know, call your doctor, go through the things that we've been getting the information out, and then you'll, you'll be just fine. And if not, Call nine one one. Like I even got it right here on the cup. Call there you go. Call nine one one, baby. Nine one one. No, that's that's but, that's good information because there's a lot of people out there that are freaking out. And just like Brent said, if you're not running fever, anything like that, like you're probably going to be fine. Okay, so just hunker down. You'll be okay. And um, you know, I we we ha we have to be in prayer for for 
basically the medical field right now because nurses, doctors, all those first responders, period. Firemen. The CDC, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of decisions being made, and they need they need prayer, they need wisdom. Ask God to guide them through this. And um, One thing we saw back during 9-11 is the, the way the United, I mean, everybody rallied. The United States, even other countries that had our back. So this just tends to happen. The church ends up being the church, you know, and we see an act that this happened. I would encourage you to find a way to do ministry. There is churches in the area that are finding ways to feed kids that are struggling with um, lunches and suppers. And you can get involved in that. Um, I know church of the Highlands, which is local in the state of Alabama, they have set up a place where you can get testing done. So that's churches are trying to do their part. So get in touch with your local ministry. And if they don't have the means, that's okay. Another church, join in with another church. It doesn't matter which denomination. This is a Jesus thing. It's a global church thing that is not a denomination thing. So tap into somewhere and find a way to do ministry. And that's something that my wife mentioned to me not even an hour ago. She said, hey, uh, you know, the Gardner First Baptist is trying to help feed some of the local kids. And, and, you know, let's try to be a part of that. So there are opportunities and just look for them. Absolutely. There's opportunities there, just like we mentioned earlier. So all you have to do is open your eyes and just see it. And even if you don't if if you don't want to get out in the community and do anything, like I understand that. Hey, won't you just spend time in prayer? Like James Spann said it best. If you can do anything for me, what do you say? He said, pray for me. Pray for me. And and, and man, my encouragement to anybody listening is if you're struggling with this, like if you're struggling, you say, like, I posted the other day on on, on Facebook and I said I'm taking a break. I am taking a break from reading all this crap, but I did post about you know, how are you doing? How's your soul during this? And if you find yourself where you're extremely worried and you're worried on the sense of like spiritually, you know, something's just not right. You know, you're missing something and your anxiety is coming from not only this, but knowing that like, Hey, what, what if, because everybody's going to have their moment to where they take their last breath. That's just a fact of life. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, man, it, what a joy it would be for Stephen or I or to even get you plugged in with, with somebody or us help lead you to Christ. And just, it is very simple. It's the most simple thing on our end. And it was the most horrific death on the other end of the sacrifice that came that Jesus died on the cross. He raised on the third day. He is sitting at the father's right hand right now. He is for us. He is fully aware. And he was the ultimate sacrifice that took every sin past, present and future. Cause there will be sin in our lives, you know, today and, tomorrow and forever forever on and it's a it's a sanctification thing that we're continuing to try to walk out but if you're if your soul is struggling like jesus is that answer yeah even when corona is gone and it, it, it will be something else there'll be something else this world will throw at us jesus will be your hope and who you need to keep your eyes focused on and looking to that's exactly right and those are that's what's most important i mean because regardless of what we come across and run into the most important thing is, is do you have a relationship with Jesus? Because that's it. That's where our hope is. That's where our faith is. That's who we trust. And, um, you know, in these moments like this, it's time for the church to rise up and be the church, show the light of Christ. Um, just encourage you guys, stay in prayer for the leaders of this country, the leaders of other countries too, because we're the U, the good old U S of A is not the only country struggling with this right now. Okay. So, be in prayer for the leaders around the world. Be in prayer for those first responders, the nurses, the doctors, the people that have to see this every day. Okay, be in prayer for those people. Be in, be in prayer for the elderly, the sick, all of those. Like, we should be praying 
And also be praying for the churches, too, because now is the time for us, just like we've been talking about this whole episode, now is the time for the church to rise up and be what the church was called to be. So be praying, praying for the pastors. And, man, I, I watched like three three or four online services on Sunday that I that I watched, and, man, I was I was moved to tears in every single one of them. Mm-hmm. There was something where, where God just moved on me in every single one of the services. And I, I keep praying that as long as we have to do online services, that God's going to continue to move. He's going to continue to show out. He's going to continue to save people because, guys, this is for the good. Like, God always turns evil into good somehow. And so I just know that, you know, this might be the wake-up call. You know, Brent, we talked about, I think, in the first episode, like we really feel like God was about to do something really big in our and you know, in our in our country in the world and just have a big move a big movement this could be what sparks that you know I, I was thinking about that the other day I was like it might this might you know just like we had 9-11 I mean that that sparked people to to basically wake up it sparked Christians to wake up and this might be the wake-up call yeah for, for sure and if you if your church is not gathering together and there are local ministries that are doing online services. There's a lot of podcasts you can follow. I know Church of the Highlands is doing stuff, Cardinal First Baptist. And there's uh, uh, Judah Smith is a great one. Um, what was a uh, what's the the book we just went through with the uh, the pastor that the marriage book? Yeah, uh, Craig Groeschel. Yeah, Craig Groeschel. Craig Groeschel. There, there's a ton of ministries out there that are doing online services. There's no audience, by the way. Uh, so if you, if you see there, look out there, that's, that's not going to be uncommon right now, but tap in and still join in to see what God is doing and uh, tell the people of your church. I know Judah Smith has a church home thing, that there's a, an app you can download that they have services you can you know download and, and be a part of all over the world. So uh, God has given us you know means to have ministry. And so just tap in and, and keep plugging into the heart of God, plug it into the word of God and uh, tell people what you know. That's right. You may not know a lot about the the virus or what's going on, but tell them that hey, you know, we got a God that's for us, and let me tell you about what's going on during this time of uncertainty. That's right. Well, I think that's all we got for this episode. We just wanted to kind of step in and kind of give you our thoughts on it, and um, you know, be praying for Brent because he's going to see this uh, firsthand. He's going to come in contact with some people that that have it, and um, you know, pray that that God protects him and keeps him safe and pray for all the first responders out there. They're going to be doing the same thing. There's a lot of people out there that's working hard. My family's in the medical field. I got a sister-in-law that works at the UAB ER in Gardendale. I got my sister as well. She works at, I believe the UAB downtown. So, you know, they're, they're going to be experiencing this and just prayers all over, all over the city for everybody that's going to be uh, doing their job. And they're, they, they put the people first, you know, above themselves. And that's what, that's what, you know, I guess I'm just so proud of it for, for those people. And it just, you know, I'm humbled by it too. So, um, but yes, stay in prayer. You guys keep six feet away from each other <laughs> and, um, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, all that kind of stuff and stop freaking out and buying all the toilet paper. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you guys next time.